Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Like eight bucks a pizza or nine bucks a pizza or something like that. I like Leonardi's. Sponsor us. They are they are (laughs) good stuff. Call us. All right. Let's go ahead and get started here. Leonardi's pizza. Thanks once again for joining us for another episode of our podcast (laughs) Redeemed. Uh, We've been talking about the Christmas season. Why? The last little bit here. Why? Because it's cold outside. It is. They're saying we're supposed to have snow, so that can make it interesting. I don't think that's... Anytime they say we're going to have snow, we're not going to have snow. We get snow when they say, hey, it's going to be sunny and 75 tomorrow, and then all of a sudden we get hit with an Arctic blizzard. (laughs) It is true. (laughs) Woolly mammoths are walking Rose Valley. (laughs) Saber-toothed tigers are popping out of the woodwork. Wow. Ice Age, man. It's true. It's true. I love Rose Valley. I've seen it. I have seen it. I've seen it. I haven't. So we are just a couple of days away from Christmas. And I don't know about you, but I I do enjoy the Christmas season. There's a... It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would say it is my absolute favorite um, holiday. Well, yeah. What was going to beat it? Arbor Day? Well, I was going to say Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is just kind of like practice Christmas. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Big flag guy. So. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm not doing this. I, I don't like Thanksgiving. You don't like Thanksgiving? I don't like the food. Why not? What kind of like, psychopath I don't doesn't like, like Thanksgiving the food? food. On Thanksgiving. You know what? I don't like turkey. Get out. Uh, well, I get I don't turkey. like stuffing. Stuffing is disgusting. Stuffing yeah. yeah, let's just have some soggy bread, guys. This is great. Happy Thanksgiving, just like the pilgrims. You know why they were eating it? Because they didn't have anything else. They were eating maize. They couldn't even call it corn then. <laughs> I agree. Stuff you know, is disgusting. You know what? The food on Thanksgiving, cranberry sauce? Oh, yay. Do you like, um, you don't like mashed potatoes? I nope. love mashed potatoes. Do you, you like, corn, like mashed potatoes? I love Corn casserole? Potatoes. I love casserole. I make corn casserole. I do like your corn casserole, but that doesn't really count as Thanksgiving food. Corn. It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> I want corn ma- is a Thanksgiving food. I want food. maize casserole. <laughs> corn is maize, everyone. <laughs> kind of always figured uh, like Chris or uh, Thanksgiving was just kind of like your practice for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? The warm up. Yeah, the yeah. warm up. But see, I'd so. rather have turkey than ham. <sighs> Wrong. <laughs> I'd rather have pizza. Well, that's not an option though. Yeah, why do sure we have to eat? Why do we have to eat food nobody really likes? Why can't we get like, why can't we just do burgers and stuff? I don't, that's there a different holiday. Yeah, that's the fourth of July. But we eat turkey on Christmas too. No, we don't. Yes, we Some do. people do. You ever seen Christmas Vacation? Do they turkey? And Griswold cuts yeah, yeah, into that yeah, thing right. and explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, people eat like either ham or turkey, I feel. Yeah. That's also, what they do. I mean, we're food. doing brisket. We're not doing either of those. Yeah. I vote for pizza. That's why I'm coming. For pizza. That's why I'm coming. <laughs> I didn't come for Thanksgiving because they were having turkey. Yeah. It's okay. My family's having a. That and I was on my deathbed. It's, it's having their get together on 23rd, and I'm working, so I don't even get to go. What are they having? 
I don't know. Didn't ask. I'm not going to be there. Well, maybe we need to show up. You probably, probably chose an overtime shift. No, I did not. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, ah. <laughs> I we guess they wouldn't. No, no. It was just my normal shift. So. Uh-huh. Likely story. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic here. Michael. Because I'm, I'm on to him. I think we are missing the point of Christmas here, Michael. Okay, we're just missing the point a little bit. Okay. I don't know. We were talking about how I don't like Thanksgiving. Right. Now we're back to Christmas. Now we're back to Christmas. He likes okay. Christmas. Do I do? I love Christmas. I do. I like everything. I like the the, the trees, everything. And I I don't know. It just seems like uh, people are a little bit nicer too around this time of year. You know, everybody's more have to say you'll Merry Christmas or how's it going. You know, I say that. And I don't know why. I mean, why is it that this is the time of year that everybody's not? Because Santa's watching. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> You know what, big guy? We need you every day of the year. No. <clears throat> Maybe that's it. Who, who knows? It could be it. But, you know, sometimes I think, though, that we miss some... Th- we get so busy with doing Christmas and stuff that we, that we miss a few things. Like um, the point of it? I was going to say, like, the reason? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like you said, we're here talking about Santa, and we kind of missed it. You know what I'm saying? So, but, I mean, I... So... But let's but let's back up just a minute before we get too too far into it, okay? Um, I I I want to talk about some of the Christmas story too. But the first, I want to ask: Have either of you, Michael or Amanda, have you either had a life-altering event in your life that changed the way you view you viewed basically life in general? Yeah, everybody has. Everybody has. I think for me, the most uh, life-altering event that I had was when I had my first kid. That was mine. That was probably... <laughs> yeah, what do you yeah, got? Man. Man? What do you got? Dang it. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, can't, I can't say that one. Uh, because when you're looking at that kid in the cradle and you realize you, you got to try to raise this thing. Yeah, they don't come with instructions. No, they don't. Or a volume control. And... Uh, and it, that was life altering because all of a sudden now I'm looking at my own life trying to decide the things that I need to get rid of out of there because mm-hmm. it's not going to look as good on him. Uh-huh. Or I don't want him to make the same mistakes that I made. Right. And so that was it's life altering. Yeah. Okay. So why talk about life altering? I mean, why is that important to ask you with the Christmas story? Well, I think there were some life altering events that took place that uh, we, we sometimes just kind of gloss over. I can see that. So, uh, if you go to uh, Luke, you have the story of the shepherds that are out in the field. Yep. And from everything I can tell about shepherds, they weren't the, what you would call the cream of the crop. No. No, they were your, um, not your low-class citizens, but they they weren't... You know, were they were they middle class or were they lower middle class? I think they were lower. Lower they, middle class? From everything I read, they did not have a very high standard. Matter of fact, I think yeah. fishermen might have been one step above them. <laughs> True. Which that. is which is interesting that if you look at it, that that's who Jesus Jesus and them went to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's God sharing the message with? He's not going to the king's house and telling them there. No. no. No, he's going to the shepherds. And who does Jesus call when he's calling his disciples? He's calling the fishermen. Man of the people. Yep. He's, yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, those are the people Jesus was ministering to. Those are the people he's trying to get to. So we have these shepherds. They're on the field. And, of course, uh, as the story goes, the angels show up. And the whole, and I, it, it's really hard for us to put that into perspective, it not being there. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if we had been there, when you told the, when you told the story again, it would be different. <coughs> Does that make sense? So, I can tell a story, but if I haven't seen it firsthand, it's not going to have quite the passion yeah. or the yes. uh, intense go. emotions with it. Now I see what you're saying. Yes. And so, I mean, these shepherds, they saw something pretty miraculous. There's not a whole lot of people that had an opportunity to have a conversation or see angels. There, I mean, there's yeah. a few. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, few throughout the Bible, but not... Yeah. Especially Daniel, that David, I mean... Just a random shepherd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and these whole, guys were just out in the field. A whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get uh, they get the message that uh, the Savior, the Messiah, has been born. Been born. Mm-hmm. So get on, get. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say that it was a life-altering event, but if you watch what happens after the angels do leave, uh, they go immediately to Bethlehem. They find the child. They worship the child. Mm-hmm. And then they start telling everybody else. Yeah. And you don't just go out and start telling strangers about these kind of events if it doesn't alter your lifestyle. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way you see things is now all uh, all of a sudden different, if you will. Uh, for instance, if an alien landed in the middle of our town, all of a sudden you realize you're not alone in the universe. For a lot of people, that would be life-altering. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Uh I mean, this is, I mean, I would think this is, I mean, the kind of life-altering this is, I mean, this is like Mount St. Helens blowing up life-altering event here. Times seven. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking about the Messiah of the world that has been uh, born into our world for one purpose only. Mm-hmm. To save it. To save it. And that's for, and that's mm-hmm. so that he can die on a cross for our sins. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a scary thought. When you back up and actually think about what would happen if Jesus had never been born, if that had never actually taken place. Yeah. If you start breaking it down, it's like all of a sudden for us, there's not really a life worth living. No. No. <laughs> no. No, there's literally not. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're taking away you're taking away the forgiveness, the eternal life, yeah. any chance at any kind of... Uh, the purpose. Yep. Purpose abundant life you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because all those came because of who because of Jesus yeah. you know he was the one that set it all into motion uh-huh. and uh, then you also you don't have the advocate yeah well you would have you'd have no reason to do anything if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know what I mean you have no reason to be a good person you have no reason to do millions of different things mm-hmm. that we just do every day because it's the right thing to do and it's what he told us to do. Mm-hmm. But without that, be like, be like Arkham City. That's a good way to put it. I know. Yeah. Like what? Arkham City with no Batman. Oh. Technically, it's the Arkham Asylum within Arkham City. Within Gotham City. Mm. A little it's, bit of video gaming, okay. I would say, I, yeah. you lost me. <laughs> it's the way my brain works in yeah. my analogies. Okay. <laughs> but I think sometimes when we're talking about the Christmas story, we just read it and we do it because that's something that we're supposed to do. Uh, once again, I'm going to be reading the Christmas story to my kids on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And I usually do that before they even begin to open their presents because I want to make sure that we set the tone for what's really happening here. Right. I want them to understand that these gifts are coming from God. Yeah. Yeah. 
and why you're celebrating. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just because December 25th. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so I was encouraged or challenged. Let's say challenged. I like that word better. I was challenged to look at the Christmas story a little different this year when I read it and try to put a little more passion, a little more emotion into it because I think there is something worth retelling. Yeah, it'll it'll engage the uh, it'll engage your kids in it a little bit more as well. Won't feel like they're just going through the motions. Because when you put the emotion and the thing behind it, it becomes more real. And I want my kids to grab onto the fact that this was something that truly happened, that was real, and it is the single most pivotal point in history for everything. Yeah. And so I want them to, to grab a hold of that. And, you know, I, I understand putting passion and things into what I'm saying because I'm a hunter. You know, if I tell you the story of the the huge buck that got away, you're going to get all kinds of emotions and everything else that go with it. That's bigger every time, too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it goes from a four-point to an eight-point. I don't know what happened. Okay? But I just want to pass that on to my kids. Yeah. And uh, like I said on Sunday morning when I was preaching, I uh, Shirley Farley wrote a book. That's the missionary that we support Mm -hmm. or had her support in the past. She's retired now. But she wrote a book. And she really did a good job of kind of taking some of these characters and putting it in a a first-person type view. And it's awesome. And I've been reading it to my kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great the way that uh, she was had it where the old old shepherd was telling his grandkids about what he saw that night. Mm Yeah. I think there would be something pretty cool about the fact of hearing that story from him. Yeah. Yeah. You're because you Someone that was there. Yeah, yeah. straight from the he source. was there. Literally. And so, in a way, what I want to try to do is I want to try to relay that to my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be just a, well, we're going to sit down and just read this today because this is what we got to do. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is where it all started. Yeah. This is it. This is all that really matters. Mm-hmm. If we did not have this baby, if we did not have... Uh, God's plan here put into action, then there would be nothing for us. And so I just want to make sure that my perspective is right this Christmas. And I guess that's my kind of my encouragement to everybody else is don't just kind of fly through the season without uh, putting things into perspective for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you may not have kids. I get that. I understand. But at some point, you can still, to the best of your ability, put, into, put it into perspective in your own mind. Yeah, you can model it for other people around you as well. Exactly. And I also think it's uh, Christmas is one of those great times where you could actually share the story with, share this Christmas story with somebody who is not a Christian. Yep. Because you're going to be around family members. You're going to be around people who aren't Christian. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty lucky with my family. There's not a lot of non-Christians in my family. And <laughs> the ones that aren't have heard about it multiple times. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think and that has something to do with having true. a pastor as a dad. But, but at the same time, I think we just need to be aware that I think we need to put the Christmas story into perspective, that it is the mind, the single most life-altering event that could have ever taken place. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we put that kind of importance on it. If we're just sharing it with friends or if we're trying to share it with our kids, whatever. Just don't, just, just don't gloss over it. You know, just... Try to bring some passion and some emotion into it. That you're telling a story about basically your own salvation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it wasn't for Jesus, we would have nothing. That's facts.
Thanks for joining us, and remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook, and the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.